Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who for years grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week on the podcast, guys, we have an amazing guest. His name is Justin Tang, and he has an amazing view of God. Now, I have to admit, his view of God is different, and this is the first time where I've had someone on the podcast who isn't a Christian. But I did this because I think it's important for us sometimes to listen to what other people have to say. Just because they're not a Christian doesn't mean that God's not working on them, God's not with them. It doesn't mean that they don't have a view of God or that God hasn't impacted their life in some way. So with that being said, I have to admit this interview was amazing. I simply enjoyed it. And I want you guys to listen to some of the things that Justin is saying because he has a lot of insight on how he views religion and how people experience religion and what it feels like so without further ado, here is the interview that I did with Justin. Hello, Justin. How are you doing? Hi, Kiana. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing amazing. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Finding God podcast. We are so happy to have you. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored to be here. This is, I think this is going to be fun. I'm pretty sure it will be. I can't wait to talk to you. So I do have some questions I'm going to ask you. And this is like my introductory question. I ask every single guest this very first question. And it is, what was your childhood like? Mm. Wow, I'm not sure how much I would want to go into that. And then this is, of course, in the context of, of finding God. Yes, correct. So pretty much all I'm looking for is... Um, you just tell me a little bit about your childhood, you know, whether you're single mom, home, raised in a um, home with a mom and dad, if you guys went to church or not, you know, stuff like that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm here in Dallas, and uh, it's very, you know, conservative, the belt buckle of the Bible belt. And so here in Dallas, there's like three churches on every corner. And so I grew up conservative Christian. And to add on to that, of course, you can see me through the Zoom, but on a podcast, you might be able, not be able to see it. I'm Asian, uh, if you couldn't guess by the last name. And so Asians are very conservative and not very expressive. And so, you know, I grew up uh, conservatively Christian. And so we believed all the, the right things, so to speak. Right. You know, pray to Jesus. Jesus is the son of God. If you believe in him, for the forgiveness of sins by grace through faith alone, then you will be 
quote unquote saved. You'll be saved from the wrath of God and you'll get to go to heaven and you enter into a personal relationship with, with Jesus. And so, you know, I grew up believing all of that. Um, My parents were Christian and, you know, they, they really did the best they could as we all do, as we all do. And uh, yeah. And so maybe around um, middle school, high school, we started to go to this charismatic more Pentecostal church, a house church. And that was when I was introduced to these uh, various spiritual gifts within Christianity and heard speaking in tongues and prophecy and things like that. And that was just, oh my gosh, brand new. Um, And so experiencing that, that did help me build a relationship with God. At the same time, um, you know, I was going through some doubt with high school and then and then college i don't know if you want me to keep going into that well you could uh, finish telling about the doubt you were going through i do have some more questions to ask you based on what you're telling me now so go ahead ah yeah yeah so um just like briefly maybe get to where i am now you know so in in college i really you know re quote unquote rededicated my life to christ and i found a lot of campus ministries and i got really involved with campus ministry and that really, um, uh, it helped with the doubts. I got into apologetics. I don't know if you know what that is. Uh-huh. Are you Okay, so there's a branch in, in I guess, Christianity, uh, Christian theology called apologetics. And it's simply trying to make a rational defense of the faith. And so every religion has that. You know, they want to, like, try to prove that yeah. this is true, right? Like, we have some good evidence and reasons. And so I got really into that. Um, and that helped with the doubts. Um, but come coming out of college, I became a campus minister for a time. So I was preaching what I thought to be the gospel of grace of Jesus Christ and believing in him only, right? You right, shall be right. saved. And I was preaching that. I was very, very, very passionate. You know, the zeal for the house of the Lord consumed me. And I was just wanting to know people like, you have to know your identity in Christ. And, you know, I was preaching some good grace stuff in, in the, uh, in this world of Christianity, but uh, coming out from campus ministry, I just went through some really tough times, you know, my personal life, uh, my professional life, a lot of things just kind of came crumbling down and I was in a lot of pain. And at that time, I wasn't, I wasn't doubting like whether or not God existed or Christianity was true. I was just, I was just um, not finding the answers I was looking for in the, like, I knew the Sunday school answers. I knew all those things. You know, I was the good Christian. I had read the Bible, you know, I studied that thing. I preached it and somehow that my life wasn't adding up and I was just in a lot of pain and I was looking for answers and, and I didn't find that in a church culture. I didn't necessarily even find it in the Bible. And so I started to look elsewhere outside of the church wisdom from outside the church for the first time, not, not trying to be this evangelist. You know, I know I'm right. I know that I have the gospel and you need Jesus. Otherwise you're so lost. No, for the first time I really was in a place of humility 
and a little bit of desperation and just saying, okay, maybe people outside of Christianity have some wisdom to offer. And it was from that place where I just started to maybe question some things. Mm -hmm. What did you question? Yeah. Well, I think, go go ahead. Okay. No, I was just going to say, you said a lot of things I found to be interesting, like you were looking for something. And I guess my question is, because I know a lot of people who gone kind of do that stage where you're like, you're all into the Christian thing. You're like telling people, no, this is the right way. And it's funny because it usually starts exactly how you say it's like, you accept Jesus and then you just want to tell everybody. And sometimes the way we tell people might be good. It might not be the greatest, but it's just our zeal. And it's just wanting to tell people about God. And then I think it always comes to a point where you're just like, okay, so what am I actually doing? It's like, you're searching for something more. And some people have a hard time articulating what they're actually looking for, because it's almost like a boy, you feel something, but you can't figure it out because you're doing all the right things. So you shouldn't feel this way, but you do. So did you know what you were looking for? Or did you know how to articulate exactly what it is you were searching for? Yeah, I love how you articulated that. And I didn't realize that that was a common uh, thread with people who who are finding God or maybe deconstructing religion. So I think that's that's wonderful. You articulated that very well. Um, it was, yeah, it was kind of like, um, like you described a void. And I don't think I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, looking back, you know, 2020 is always, it's, it's high, hindsight's always 2020, excuse me. Yeah. But uh, yeah. uh, I didn't know what I didn't know. And it wasn't until I had that pain reveal to me what was underneath like there's some more pain that wasn't addressed i was looking for relief from the pain mm-hmm. i was looking for really and i'm i was looking for me yeah. for myself you know which i was looking for god for sure and i was looking for me the true authentic me and for healing and i was looking for the truth mm-hmm. i was asking some very deep questions not just I'm a little, maybe I'm, I'm a little bit wrong on my eschatology, you know, or I'm a little bit wrong about, um, you know, spiritual gifts or something, you know, mm-hmm. but not, no, I was asking like, what if I'm a lot wrong? What yeah. if I had this totally off? Oh, and that was very, very difficult. It was painful because I built my entire identity on Christianity. Mm-hmm. So. It's- Wow, that's amazing how you were saying how, what if you were wrong? And it's not one of the things like, what if I was wrong? Like, what if I was totally wrong? And I totally understand that because I had to come to that conclusion one day when um, I was talking to my daughter and we were having devotion and I was telling her about something that I had always been taught to be true. And once I explained it to her, she said, mom, you know what? I don't like God because I think he just sounds petty. And it made me think. And at first I was like, how could she say that? And then I was like, oh, it's the way I'm presenting it to her. It's what I'm telling her. But then, you know, I had to look back like, well, this is what I was told. So that made me go back and just start questioning everything. Because I'm just like, if my kid, who is a child, is telling me God sounds petty, and if this is what we're all being told, then there's a problem. Because I knew that God wasn't petty. I knew God was love. And then I just thought about some of the things I was told. And I just kind of started to deconstruct everything, question everything. And when I questioned everything, then I would only look to the Bible for answers. You know, I would just read. And it was amazing the things that I found out because I found out a lot of the things that I was taught was not actually how things were. And that's not 
what God was even about. So that's what it took for me to do that. So for you, you're just saying that you realize there were some things, there were some things that were really wrong and you could be totally wrong about all of this. So what gave you the courage to actually look further? Because a lot of people come to that conclusion. I've talked to people who come to that conclusion, but they didn't have the courage to push it or to look further and just say, okay, so maybe there needs to be a change. What made you feel like there needs to be a change? Yeah, great, great question. So um, let me preface it with this. I, I could see a possible world where I never changed. Right. Like I, could, I could really see that path. Like I, could, I would have stayed an, an evangelical, um, charismatic for my whole life. Um, but the, the pain was what did it. And the what feeling was that pain? Like, mm, it was a deep sense of, I think what you described it, was was very good like a void um and a pain of who am i you know i i was i was going through a very painful breakup and i'll I'll share this um and you know i thought like oh she's the one right Mm -hmm. Uh, and what solidified that was people around me church friends church people church um even mentors that i really looked up to they were essentially prophesying or saying, God, yeah, like you guys are meant to be together. And I was like, oh yeah, yes. Like we're meant to be together. And then it didn't work out. And so that was like a huge uh, pain point. And I'm wondering like, what's wrong with me? Why am I, (laughs) why am I in so so much pain? And I just, again, I didn't know what I didn't know. My personal life falling apart with um, this girl that I thought was the one and like businesses failing. And I was just very un- uncertain of my, of my future and, and who I was. And so that pain point revealed what was going on underneath things that I suppressed all this time, things that um, you know, the church says is bad desire, yeah. ambition, you know, the, e- even anger. It's okay to be angry sometimes right yeah, even if awesome. you know yeah and even um um from a christian standpoint you know going into the bible you god gets angry jesus was angry mm-hmm. um and so yeah and like really allowing yourself to to feel those emotions and be okay with being human yeah now you answered very well and i'm glad you put it up because there if it does seem like when it comes to the church regardless of what religion you were brought up in that it's wrong to be upset you can't feel sad. You can't even doubt or ask questions because then, oh, you must not believe in God. And if yeah. you're sad, it's like, oh, you should just pray about it. And you're not encouraged to ever feel emotions. Like people are not. And they don't realize it's okay to be angry and upset. But with that being said, it doesn't mean that you can go like blow somebody up. But it's okay to feel, oh, yeah. you know, it's okay to feel these emotions. It's okay to uh-huh. cry. It's okay to even be depressed for a while and whatever. It's okay for you to experience these issues. And sometimes I think that religion in general don't give people a space, like you said, to be human because you can't deal with trauma that happened in your past. You're supposed to pray it away. You can't deal with emotions because you're not supposed Mm -hmm. to have those. You're supposed to just Mm -hmm. trust God. And even when it comes like mental illness and all of these other issues, people are told just to pray instead of talking to a counselor and getting medication if needed. So I totally agree. It's like we're just, it's like a generation of people who just raised to suppress feelings. And so when that happens, 
you can have a lot of false beliefs, a lot of doubt because you're not encouraged to ever feel or think for yourself, to be honest, because yeah. certain religions, you go to that church, you don't read that material. It's almost like mm-hmm. cultish to an extent without just being allowed to read and find out about God. So I totally get what you're saying. And it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like every church kind of has its own culture. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, no, you're, you're, you're just spot on right there. Yeah. And that's what I feel like a lot of churches are doing, you know, they're, they're not encouraging critical thinking, questioning, right. going outside and, and seeing, reading other spiritual tra- traditions, interacting with, with other people. So exactly. yeah, you're spot on. And see, I think it's funny because it's like, there's nothing wrong with thinking for yourself and reading things from other places and doing different things. And so, you know, for it not to be encouraged, it just seems to me that they just want to keep a certain tradition going. But the tradition that seems to be happening is not about God. It's just about the religion. Like there have been, I have actually read comments from different, I like to read comments from different like Christian websites when people say something. And sometimes when you read it, if someone thinks that their religion is being challenged, they will get angry and mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> like almost to the point of wanting to fight you. You're just like, well, it shouldn't be like this because this is a religion. Like it's not God. So why are you getting so defensive about your religion? Would you be that defensive about God? Because everyone thinks they're right. Um, because like, you know, hey, uh, six, seven years ago, I would have like five, five to seven years ago, I would have been in that camp, right? I've been like, no, you're wrong. And, and I'm right. And you got to, you have to have a personal relationship with Jesus and you have to believe the Bible. Um, so I can, I can kind of try to put myself in like my old, my old shoes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yes, I understand. I understand where they're coming from. And so I don't necessarily blame them. Although sometimes I get angry, <laughs> sometimes I get frustrated, <laughs> but, but I understand that everyone thinks they're right. And they really truly believe that um, what they are saying is true. And so I understand if they, you know, they have that personal belief, they've been raised that way. And especially when you bring in the concept of hell, that when I was, when I was trying to preach the good news, I really, I truly, truly believe, oh gosh, people are going to hell and I have to like, I have to tell them and I, and I have to convince them. Otherwise they're going to, you know, they're going to burn in hell forever. And I was truly convinced of that. And so, um, you know, I acted accordingly. So I, so I, you know, I, I went around on campus and tried to preach the gospel <laughs> to people and, and ask them, if you were to die today, would you go to heaven or hell? Right. Mm-hmm. I truly believe in it. So I don't blame them. They're only doing what they think is right. And what they think is true. Yeah. Even though, Hey, I admit I get frustrated with, uh, Christians or just people in religion and at the same time I try to see what's what's beautiful here as well um maybe the you know the the devotion to God devotion to something higher and the commitment there that's that's beautiful and uh, the more some of the you know the morals of the Judeo-Christian culture is I I think is still wonderful to me so yeah no, I do too. I I find it amusing. I, I, I'm going to be honest. And it's amusing because like you said, a few years ago, I probably would have been in that 
camp as well. But it's like once I started to see differently, and I said, oh, and then you know how you just start to feel bad, like, wow, I was one of them. I did that. And you know, you think about things that you said to people, and you're just like, oh, God, I am so sorry. Yeah. So I. No, no. Yeah. 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 I've been there. Yeah. I've been there as well. So I totally get it. I mean, I totally do. Because I used to be a seven day Adventist, and we believe that, you know, only people who went to church on Saturday could go to heaven, and it was stuff like that. And so it's just coming out of those type of thought processes because none of us are God. We don't know who's going to heaven and who's not. Like, we Mm. honestly don't. So how are we going to sit here and tell someone, oh, if you don't worship on this day, you're not going to go to heaven. Or if you don't do this, you're not going to go. Because it's like when I was reading the Bible, when I started reading, especially like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and talk about Jesus, I couldn't find one spot where he told someone, Ooh, if you don't do this, you're going to go to hell or you're going to do this. You know, it wasn't like that. He loved everyone. He said he didn't come to condemn people. So then I was mm-hmm. thinking, well, if God's not condemning people and if he's forgiving people, who am I to have a right to say where people are going to go? Because at the end of the day, I don't know their heart. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they have a relationship with God because that's the most important thing. And if they do, then how can I say they're not going to go be with him? if they have a relationship with him i don't know and i just realized that i was one of the most judgmental people around because here i am judging everybody else and overlooking my own faults because to be that judgmental is a sin as well so it's just like yeah yeah you know it's just like so how could i say what was right and what was wrong and who was going to be in heaven and who wasn't because we don't know and so i that's and it made me come to that conclusion and like i said kids had a powerful effect on me because they were pointing things out they're like, well, mom, that's not fair. Like, if they they're like, if they're gonna go, if they're going to church and they are praying to God, even if it's on the Sunday, why would he be mad at them? And be like, well, you're not going on this day. He's, they're like, it's not fair because they're doing all what they know to do. And then I just thought about it. I read and started studying the Bible and doing my own research, and I came up with a whole different conclusion. So I think that is the thing that helped me. But I see what you're saying, and it's funny because when I think about years ago, I was like, wow, I was in that camp as well. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just want to say a couple of things because it's so, you know, I, I'm right there with you. Just very, very self-righteous. And that mm-hmm. that happens, you know. It hey, does. we you know, humans like to be self-righteous. And um, but here's the crazy part is what I realized was the judgment which I put on other people, I was judging myself with. Yeah. Exactly. Judge not lest you be judged. And we're actually when we're judging other people. We're judging ourselves. It's the same judgment we use. And so we really suffer, you know? And we, when, when we release that judgment, ooh, this is like a burden lifted. If you, and he said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts, you know, if your child asks you for a bread, you wouldn't give, give him or her a stone, right? Or a snake, right? If you being evil know how to good, give good gifts, how much more your heavenly father? And so... I looked at it, I'm like, we can apply that to this whole heaven and hell situation. I wouldn't, I wouldn't throw any unbelieving friends to hell. I understand everyone's doing the best they can. Even, even really bad people, even criminals, I understand. Um, you know, not, not that they should be held responsible. Don't get me wrong. There, there needs to be justice, right? And, and, and law enforcement, all of that. And at the same time, I understand, okay, they're in some deep, deep pain that they're just not willing to really look at and resolve and, and, um, go, you know, go back on a, on a, on a right path. 
Right. So, you know, even with them, like I wouldn't throw them into hell all eternity. Yeah. And if I wouldn't do that, if God is love and God is perfect, why would God do such a thing? Right. So that's what I wanted to say. I get that because my husband and I were talking about something similar because we were talking about how sometimes when people are in jail and people do things that seem horrible, how we just assume that they're outside of God's grace and outside of his mercy and that God doesn't love them. But the crazy thing is, if we actually sat down and thought about it, even the people who in our own eyesight have done the most horrible things, God still loves them. And they're still Mm -hmm. children of God just because they did something that was not a good decision or made a bad choice it didn't take them out of god's love it didn't take him out of his grace it didn't take him out of his mercy and so we were talking about that and i find it interesting that you were bringing that up too because it's true like nothing that we can ever do will take us out of god's love it won't take us out of his mercy because god loves us and that's just who he is that's his character and that's what he does so yeah. we're not out of his grace and his mercy just because we may not be doing what people say we should do. And that's why I totally believe it's about having a relationship with God. Because when I was a kid, it's like, it was almost scare tactics. Like you had to do this or this would happen to you. But I realized with me personally, once I took all of that stuff away and I stopped judging myself, I stopped judging people. And I came to the realization that, okay, for me on my own, I can't be perfect or anything, but God knows that. So that's why he's here to help me. So I don't try to be perfect because God's here to help me, you know? And I just think like there have been times where I would, there's some things have happened and I wanted to like, just be mad about it. And I did get mad, but while I was upset, I was like, God, I'm really mad about this. And I don't know how to handle this situation. What should I do? And then something came to me. God kind of told me what to do. So the situation was resolved peacefully without me blowing up and telling people off and stuff like that. And I feel that. God is here to help us. So even when we are upset and if we feel like we're going to do something that is not what we should do, you know, for me, I used to say, oh, I'm not going to do that. And then I went ahead and did it. So I stopped saying Mm -hmm. I'm not Mm going to do that because that does not work for me. So I started saying stuff like, God, I am going to do such and such and such, but I need your help not to do that because I recognize that is probably not the way to go. And then I realized when I do that and I'm praying about it, then it calms me down and I don't do it. But when I used to say, Shana, that's wrong. You're not going to do it. Five minutes later, yeah. I just run straight ahead and go do the thing I said I wasn't going to do. So yeah. it's funny because for me, it's just like I took all of that away. I don't try to be perfect. I don't try to do all that stuff. You know, I just pray. I talk to God. I have a relationship with him. And I recognize when I'm in situations and I'm feeling a certain way, I can tell God how I'm feeling. I can tell him I'm mad or I'm sad about something or I really wanted this to happen. I'm disappointed. And he hears me. You know, for me, that's freeing because I no longer have to try to keep all these rules. (laughs) You know, the rules are gone. Yeah, yeah. It's me (laughs) and that relationship with God. So what has it been like for you? Because you mentioned that you had to deconstruct everything. And once you deconstruct it, what did you come up with? How did you see God after all of that? Yeah, it's a wonderful question. And, you know, I, I'm i always deconstructing. You know, there's always going to be new data for me to integrate and to think about and to keep challenging, you know, old 
old assumptions. Maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong. I don't know. I'm doing the best I can, as we all are. And um, so I, I went, you know, the deconstruction was very, very uh, hard when I started. You know, I was trying to like, I was obsessing. I was like, oh, I have to know the truth. And so I'm trying to like read this, listen to this podcast and, and um, hold all these different arguments in my head. And it was just driving me crazy. I, at some point, I just had to say, I'm just one human and I have to be okay that I don't know some things, yeah. that I'm uncertain and that's okay. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to someone who is looking for God? It's okay to be uncertain. It's okay to ask questions and it might be hard. It really might be a hard process. I'm not going to lie. Or it could be an easy one. You know, everyone's different. And I would say, go wherever the truth is leading you and do your best. Maybe we can know the truth. Maybe, maybe not. Go with what resonates. And I think that's really all we can do. If, if there is a God, if there is a God and this God wants us to know who he is and, and have a relationship, like what you were saying, if there is, then trust it's going to be okay. I love uh, that. And I yeah. love that because I think that so many times we get caught up and we feel like if we have doubts about God's existence or if we're not sure that it's terrible, we've done something, we have a committed like a major sin or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's wrong to ask questions. I don't think it's wrong for you to say, God, show yourself to me or prove to me that you're listening. I don't think that's wrong. You know, yeah. I think we should be able to ask questions because if we, God gave us free will, we can ask him questions. Like my kids ask me questions all mm-hmm. the time and I have mm-hmm. to answer them, you know? So if God is our father and we're asking them questions, he can answer us. And I love that you said that. Don't be afraid if you're uncertain, if you're unsure about God's existence, whatever it is, just talk to him. Just trust and know it's okay to be uncertain. It's okay to ask questions and yeah. you will definitely be led in the right direction. I yeah. absolutely love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that point out. Yeah. Do you mind if I add something real quick? No, go ahead. Yeah. You know, and just, just, um, piggybacking off of what you're saying you know god gave us a mind to use it and you know this is going to be paradoxical what if we are truly honoring not only ourselves but god Mm -hmm. by asking hard questions and doing critical thinking even questioning you know does god exist right now what is the nature of god and things like that that we're actually paradoxically honoring god Mm -hmm by using our minds. So just wanted to share that. Yeah, and you made me think of something because I'm also a relationship coach. And the whole thing is, when you're in a relationship with someone, you have to ask hard questions. That's why you have conversations and there are things that are hard to bring up, things that are hard to talk to your spouse about or your partner. But these are questions you have to ask so the relationship can grow. So I think sometimes these are questions we need to ask God so the relationship can grow. We can't just sit here forever in like a state of limbo 
doubting his existence or not. You got to ask these questions, you know, so you can yeah. move forward. And so hard, they are hard questions, but I think they should be asked because I know when I did my deconstruction, even things that I knew were wrong, like stealing and all kind of stuff. I was like, well, God, so I know stealing is wrong because it's in 10th commandment. But, you know, like the other things that I asked some questions about everything. So is this wrong? Is that wrong? What do you yeah. think about this? How do you feel yeah. about this? Because I just wanted to know. I didn't want to go by what I was told as a kid. I did not want to go by that. I wanted to hear this for myself, read it for myself, see for myself where all this stuff came from. And that is how I realized it was about a relationship and not about religion. So yeah. I think these are questions that all of us should be asking to move it forward in our relationship with God. Because if you don't ask those hard questions, then you're just going to either believe what you've been taught all your life or be in a state of limbo and uncertainty about who God is to you and your, his existence in your life. And I think we have to ask these questions to move the relationship forward. So yes. I love yes. it. Do you mind if I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. When, when you say you, you talk to God and you ask him, ask him questions, um, how, do you, how do you hear him? Like, how does, he, how does God answer for you? Well, he answers for me in a lot of different ways. Now, I am a yeah. musical person. I sing, I write songs. So I remember specifically, it was this one time when I was going through some things. I was like, God, you know, I did, like, this is not working out. Like, I don't know what to do. And so I was talking to him about it. And so then, then I got in the car and I went to drive my kids somewhere. And I, at the time, I was listening to Pandora. Now, I did not buy the Pandora where I could fix playlists and all the other kind of stuff because first, I'm not going to pay that much for a streaming service and I'm kind of cheap. <laughs> so it's almost like, I'll just pick a radio station that I like and whatever comes on, it comes on, you know? That's just how I am. And it's just like that particular day, songs came on that were kind of like letting me know that God was listening to me and that he was hearing me. Like in particular, yeah. it was this one song by um, Anthony Brown and Group Therapy and it was like, how many times has God ever lost? And it would be like, not once. And how many times How many times did it ever come through? You know, stuff like that. And it was like song after song after song, kind of reminding me and telling me like, God's listening, Kiana, he's going to come through for you. And then things worked out. So that was one time where I felt he talked to me. Another time I asked a question and it was crazy. I was just on the internet looking something up. And there was an answer to my question that I asked. And I was like, oh, okay. And then another time, I was frustrated about something. I was actually mad at God. So I was like, God, you know, you didn't do this. And I asked about this. And I don't understand why, because I feel that I'm doing what you told me to do. And then I happened to pick up the Bible for something. And I wasn't even trying to read it because I was upset. So I had, I think I put money in it or something was in the Bible that I needed to get. So I picked it up, opened it to try to get what I needed out of it. And then I saw a verse and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So God talks to me in different ways. And it's crazy because um, even sometimes like a thought would just pop into my head. Like there have been times I was like, God, oh, here's a funny one. I lost my keys and I had to pick my kids up from school. So I had to be there at a certain time. So I was like, God, I don't know where my keys are and I got to go and I, I just need to find them. And then I just happened to turn my head and I looked over in the corner and there it was. And it was funny. Wow. I, yeah. So it's like God talked to me and different ways i know he talked to me in music because that's just where i am i'm a musical person and then like the other ways that i told you so it's just many different ways and sometimes i can just think about something and it's like it makes sense and it answers something that i 
ask God before or whatever. So that's just how God seems to work in my life and answer me. And that's how I get answers from God that way. Wow. Now I'm just very, very curious. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, no problem. No problem. Because yeah. And it's funny because I've talked to other people and God have answered them in different ways. And I just, God knows us so well. And so I just think he knows what Kiana's going to do. And so he talks to me in that way. So the way he talked to somebody else, I probably wouldn't even get it because that's just not how I understand things. But he knows me well enough to be like, okay, this is what Kiana will understand. This is how she'll get, I'm trying to reach out to her. So yeah, so that's how God talks to me. I love that. And thanks for asking that question. You're like the first person who asked me a question and I totally appreciate it. Oh, okay, great. (laughs) No, I love it because it's a conversation, you know. In conversations, you talk. Like, I give input, you give input, you know. Because if it's not, then it's just one-sided. And so I love the direction our interview went today. All right. Well, Justin, thank you so much for being a guest on the Finding God podcast. I had a blast talking to you. And thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Kiana. I absolutely love this interview with Justin because it lets us know that it's okay to have doubt about God, but to be able to trust that he will lead you to the truth. I love how transparent Justin was and how he was open to have a conversation with me about God that we probably never would have had if he did not agree to be a guest on this podcast. So guys, I want to encourage you today, if you're having some doubt about the existence of God, or if you are unsure if God is really there, that it's first okay to ask God these hard questions. Like you can talk to God about your doubts. You can ask God if he's there and don't be afraid to let him know how you're feeling. God knows you, he understands you, and he loves you. And because of that, God will show you himself in a way that you could never imagine. Now, the song we're going to listen to this week is from our artist of the week, Rush. And we're going to listen to his new single, Unconditional. So here is the single, Unconditional, from our artist of the week, Rush. Without you, there is no balance. Without question, you're my balance. See the love I 
podcast i would like to thank you so much for being here with me today and for listening to another inspirational story of how people find god if you love the podcast as much as i love spending time with you i encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts i will also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so that you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show if you would like to get in contact with justin or myself All of our contact information can be found in the show notes and all you have to do is click on the links below and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. If you would also like to get in contact with our artist of the week, Russ, click on the link in the show notes and you definitely will be able to get in contact with him as well. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and let me know that you'd like to be a guest on the podcast and I will make sure that I get in contact with you. If you would like to submit music to the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song for the show. In this email, send me a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song you'd like to submit. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. I'm winning. Can't tell me.